Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. I hope all of you are continuing to stay safe. I hope all of you are continuing to socially distance yourselves. I hope all of you are continuing to wear your mask, whether you're vaccinated or not. You know, I hope all of you are just are just overall just continuing to to be smart and be safe out there. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. I know you guys are tired of hearing me say that, but it's the truth. Trust me, there are a lot of people out there who are idiots that aren't taking this thing seriously. So that's why I continue to keep saying this every time I come on and I do my show, because I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to be smart and use their brains. You know, this thing is real and it has been real now for almost for pretty much almost a year and a half now. And it could be longer. So just I just want everybody to be safe. But with that being said, I hope everybody's staying safe. And I want to talk about a couple of things that has stood out to me in sports thus far. And one of the first things that I want to talk about is obviously, as we all know, the Los Angeles Lakers just a few days ago traded for Washington Wizards point guard Russell Westbrook. I want to talk about very, very quickly why I believe this move for Russell Westbrook and the Lakers is a good thing and it is a bad thing. Obviously, as we all know, like I said before, the Lakers traded Russell, traded Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and and Contavious Caldwell Pope to the Wizards for Russell Westbrook. In my opinion, and this is just and this is just me. Side note: I think the Wizards are probably going to buy out Contavious Caldwell Pope, and they're probably going to buy out Montrez Harrell. Not sure about that. But, but I think they're going to ultimately keep Kyle Kuzma. That's just a side note for my thought on that. But here's why I believe the Lakers and Russell Westbrook are, are a good thing and a bad thing. First, let me start off with the bad first. Obviously, when you look at this situation, you look at LeBron James, you look at Russell Westbrook, you look at Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis have both shown in their careers that they, they cannot stay healthy. Neither one of them are very, very good jump shooters. Neither one of them are very, very good three-point shooters, really at all. LeBron James is the same way. He's been a good, he's been a very, very good shooter over the last four or five years of his career. He's not a great shooter. LeBron is streaky. Anthony Davis can hit a few mid-range jump shots. He can hit one or two threes down the line if you need him to. But all three of these guys' games together – Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis are predicated on getting to the basket and getting to the free throw line. And that's where that's where getting Russell Westbrook will really, really benefit LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And and I say that because LeBron James is 37 years old. LeBron James is getting older. Who knows how much longer he's going to play? In my opinion, I think he's going to play the last two years of his contract and then he's going to leave Los Angeles. And I think he'll retire. But in my opinion, the Lakers getting the Lakers getting Russell Westbrook is just simply this. LeBron James is getting older. He cannot handle the basketball for a for the amount of time that he normally would be would be able to during a regular se- during a regular season heading into the postseason. He and not only that, you need a guy in Russell Westbrook to come in and take some of the load off of LeBron James, and even to a degree, Anthony Davis. And 
So, and not only that, it takes a lot of wear and tear off of LeBron James because LeBron doesn't have to keep driving to the basket every two other three possessions. You can give that, you can give that, that kind of responsibility to Russell Westbrook. Now, will LeBron drive to the basket every now and then? Yeah, he, yes, he will. He will because he's that damn good and he's that damn great. He's probably one of the greatest finishers, possibly the greatest finisher in league history. But when you bring in a guy like Russell Westbrook, you're bringing you're bringing in a guy like that who has that kind of athleticism to take the load off of LeBron James, take the ball handling responsibilities away from LeBron James for a little bit, and to also distribute, uh, excuse me, distribute and facilitate and be the general of the offense so bottom line is this ladies and gentlemen the good part is that it takes a lot of pressure and it takes a lot of the ball handling responsibilities and it takes the wear and tear off of LeBron James as far as the Lakers getting Anthony uh, getting Russell Westbrook and it takes a little bit of the load off of Anthony Davis to a degree as well but the negative is is that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James all really aren't that great at jump shooters. And that's the negative, that's the bad part about this, which means that the rest of the roster is gonna be is gonna be really is gonna have to really be surrounded with three and D guys for LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. So those are the negatives, those are the positives for the Lakers getting at for the Lakers trading for Russell Westbrook. And that's my opinion, and those are my thoughts on that. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk a little NFL. I want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. As we all know, the Kansas City Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl two times in the last two seasons. And as we all know, in my opinion, the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously, and and in a lot of people's opinions, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored to get back to the Super Bowl for the third time in three years. But there was a move, obviously, that the Kansas City Chiefs made three years ago after the 2018 season that a lot of people paid attention to. But in reality, it really hasn't panned out the way that they've hoped over the last couple of years. And that and that one big move that they made was when they traded for then at the time can, uh, Seattle Seahawks pass rusher Frank, uh, Frank Clark. Now, when they traded for Frank, for when they when the Chiefs traded for Frank Clark, they traded for him to replace Justin Houston, who left for the Indianapolis Colts for three years. And now Justin Houston is a Baltimore Raven. I'm so excited about that. Just had to put that out there. And they brought Frank Clark in to replace Justin Houston. Frank Clark, and then when when the Chiefs brought Frank Clark in, they signed him to a five-year, $104 million contract, which technically is really a three-year, $65 million contract. Right now, Kansas City is in, Kansas City is in, is in a little bit of limbo right now with their pass rush situation. And they're in a little bit of trouble for this reason. Frank, Frank Clark got in trouble a few months ago when he got caught at an airport with a with a with a gun in his bag, which was known as an Uzi at the time, Frank Clark is now in such in a big legal situation now, to the point where if this if this if his if his legal situation doesn't go well, 
and he's actually and he's actually charged and or convicted. Well, he's actually charged, but if he's convicted of of these of these weapons charges that he has against him, at any point, at any moment, he could he could go to jail for this. He could legitimately go to jail and his NFL career could possibly be over. And think about this, too. Over the last two years that that Frank Clark has been in Kansas City, he's at over the over the last two seasons with with him having that five year contract, which is technically a three year contract. And Kansas City can get out from underneath them after this coming season if they want to. Over the last two years, Frank Clark has averaged seven sacks over the last two years. Kansas City overall as a team as a team over the last two seasons has been ranked on average fifth has been ranked 15th in the league in sacks. That's with Frank Clark on that roster. That's with him on the roster. So not only has he averaged just seven sacks over the two seasons that he's already been in Kansas city, but even with him on the roster, Kansas City ranks on average 15th in the league in sacks. You take Frank Clark off that roster in Kansas City on that defense, their pass rush will hands down be ranked at the bottom of the league. So that's why I say Kansas City is in limbo right now with their pass rush situation because the only legitimate pass rusher that they have now has a now has a big time legal issue that could hinder possibly the rest of his career if this does not go the way that it is expected to go for him i'm expecting and the organization which brings me to this in my opinion and this is just me if this if this whole thing with frank clark does not go the way that him and or kansas city expected to go meaning all charges are dropped he's not going to go to jail and he can resume his career in kansas city I really believe that if the Chiefs have to move on from Frank Clark due to this situation, that they need to call up the Arizona Cardinals and try to go get Chandler Jones. That's if, that's if Kansas City has to move on from Frank Clark due to this, uh, due, due to his legal situation. If, the, if, like I said before, if everything goes well, if everything goes well and he, and Kansas City doesn't have to move on from Frank Clark, and his legal situation is done for and it's out of the way, then just forget I even mentioned Arizona and Kansas City having to come to an agreement on a trade for Chandler Jones. Just forget that I even said that Kansas City needs to make that kind of a move. But if, again, like I said before, if Kansas City has to make that move where they have to move on from Chandler Jones, I mean, they have to move on from Frank Clark, if I'm Kansas City, I'm calling up the Arizona Cardinals and I'm going to get Chandler Jones. That's just my thoughts. Uh, uh, that, that's just my thought on the Kansas City Chiefs. But next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about next up. I'm going to talk about Bradley Beal and why I believe he probably just made the biggest mistake of his NBA career by staying in Washington. And also, I'm going to talk about Simone Biles and why I believe she made the right decision by removing herself from the Olymp- from the gymnastics Olympic competition. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I want to talk about Bradley Bill for a second. As we all know, Bradley Bill chose to opt in and stay with the Washington Wizards again. 
I've been saying for the last couple of years now that Bradley Bill needs to leave Washington simply because he squeezed all of the juice out of this Wizards orange that he could possibly squeeze. Okay? He's been to the playoffs multiple times with multiple point guards who play the same style in which each other plays. John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Okay? He's played with guys like Paul Pierce. Played with guys like Marcin Gortat. Plays with, got played with guys like Trevor Ariza. And the furthest that he has gotten to the playoffs since he's been in Washington was the Eastern Conference semifinals when they when they lost to Boston in five games. So my question is this. John Wall gets hurt, doesn't play for two years, trade for the, and they trade for Russell Westbrook last year, gets, gets to the first round of the playoffs, loses to the Sixers in five games. Now... Scott Brooks is fired. Russell Westbrook traded. Why are you still there, Bradley? Why are you still there? I found an article from NBC Sports that was written by by Drew Shiler. Okay. And one of the one of the excerpts from this article is a uh, was a tweet sent out by Woj. Three years, or uh, excuse me, not excuse me, not three years ago. Three days ago on July 29th, and the tweet says this: "This is a trade Washington wants to make with Bradley Bill in mind, creating some salary cap flexibility for the future to add to talent around him." Sources tell ESPN the idea of returning to his Los Angeles roots, meaning Russell Westbrook, has been appealing to Westbrook. Now. In my opinion, and this is just my thought, and I've been thinking that for a while, Woj just pretty much solidified what I was thinking, that the only way Bradley Bill thought about staying in Washington, or the only reason why Bradley Bill wants to stay in Washington to begin with, is because he probably got a promise from the front office that... They were going to put talent around him. They were going to try to get a big-time star to come to Washington and some other key pieces to put around Bradley Beal to help the Wizards get over the hump and get at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. But here's the problem with that. No big-time free agents want to come to Washington. Kevin Durant didn't even want to come to Washington, and he's from, he's from the Maryland, D.C. area. So if so, think about that, man. Outside of John Wall and Bradley Beal, when was the when was the last time the Wizards were relevant? When they had Gilbert Arenas, Karan Butler, and Brendan Haywood, and that was before those guys came to the Wizards. That was six, seven year, eight years prior to the Wizards drafting John Wall and Bradley Beal. So, bottom line is this. Unless the Wizards, unless the Washington Wizards Wizards can pull a rabbit out of their ass and somehow get a Damian Lillard or somehow some way, which is which is not going to happen. It, it's it's that, that is so not going to happen. 
or unless they can somehow trade for Ben Simmons or something like that. Then Bradley, you need to leave. You need to leave Washington. Unless the Wizards can pull off one of those two ty- one of those two kinds of moves, and I give them I give the Wizards a better chance of getting Ben Simmons than Damian Lillard. But if they can pull off either one of those two big moves, if they can, then Bradley, more power to you, my dude. You made the right decision. But unless 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 but if none of those if neither one of those two moves happen, get the hell out of there. Why are you still there? Leave. Because nothing because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Do you want to stay with an organization where you're dropping 35, 40 a game and you're losing and you're only winning 15 to 20 games a year for the next five to six years of your career and you waste away your prime? Do you really want to go through that? Do you really want to go through that, Bradley? I don't want you to. Basketball fans around the world who watched you play for years don't want you to. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. You do what you want. I just hope that at the end of the day, Bradley makes the right decision, the smart decision, sooner rather than later, and he leaves Washington. That's just my thoughts on that. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Simone Biles, who we all know. If you've watched the Olympics, I've, I've been watching the Olympics recently. I love the Olympics. I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, I, watch, I, I, I try to watch every event in the Olympics that I possibly can as much as I can. But for me, mainly, I'm a track and field guy. I love track and field. I love swimming. I love the swimming portion. I watch a little bit of volleyball every now and then. I watch, you know, so I try to watch everything. So with that being said, as we all know, Simone Biles is probably the greatest, the greatest gymnastic star ever in the history of the Olympics and probably the second greatest Olympian of all time next to Michael Phelps. As we all know, Simone Biles withdrew herself from Olympic competition a few uh, uh, like last week, and she did it due to mental health. Due, she did it due to um, taking care of her mental health. Here's my uh, here's my thoughts on that. For me, I think Simone Biles made the right decision, and here's why: Simone Biles is in a situation where. She is she is she is competing for her country in the Olympics every four years. Sometimes she's probably even in gymnastics competitions that have nothing to do with the Olympics or she's in she's or she's in gymnastic competitions that get her ready for the Olympics down the line. But bottom line is this for all of the people out there. For all of the idiots out there who are criticizing her for making a decision that she felt like was best for her and her team, get over yourselves, okay? All of y'all on Twitter, all of y'all on Facebook or social media criticizing this woman like you should be out there competing with your teammates. You should be out there you should be out there competing with your teammates. You need to suck it up. You need to you need to, you need to think about the position you're putting your teammates in. First of all, all of y'all shut the hell up. 
All of y'all need to kick rocks and all of y'all need to realize and understand the type of pressure that all of these Olympic athletes are under, whether it be volleyball, whether it be whether it be track and field, whether it, whether it be basketball, swimming, bicycling, baseball, soccer. You need y'all need to understand the type of pressure that all of these athletes are under that for a four-year period, these athletes are busting their asses week in and week out, year in and year out, day in and day out to get ready for games like this at the Olympics where if they even screw up once, their chances of winning a gold medal go out the window. Simone Biles is competing in events that have to do with the balance beam, have to do with a trampoline, have to do with bars, where if she if she if she if she catapults herself from one bar to another and she and she slips and she misses a bar, that could screw up her chances of winning the Olympic that, that could screw up her chances of winning a gold medal. If she slips on a balance beam, if she slips on a balance beam, if she tries to do a backflip and she misses and she lands wrong, she could tear a quad or tear an ACL or break a wrist or something like that. And that could kill her chances of winning the Olympics or winning a gold medal. Excuse me. If she's flying through the air after catapulting herself off of a off of a trampoline. And going through the air at a high rate of speed and all of a sudden mentally she's out of it for two seconds. She could land wrong and wreck her knee and wreck a knee and break a kneecap or tear or tear a ligament in her ankle because mentally she's not in the right headspace. And Simone simply felt like I am not in the right headspace to compete at the highest level that I possibly could compete at. So instead of me putting myself at risk physically and ruining my team and ruining my team's overall chances of getting the gold medal, I'm going to remove myself, get myself together, and when I'm ready to come back, if I'm able to, I will come back and I will be there for my team competing. But in the meantime, I'm going to support my team. Now, there was news that came out today or yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Well, well, yeah, today that Simone Biles is going to be competing in the balance beam tonight. And I believe she's going to do very, very well because I believe why she's in the right headspace. She's in the right headspace and she's in the right frame of mind mentally to compete for that. All of you people out there who are criticizing Simone Biles, saying that she was doing the wrong thing or you don't know how much pressure this puts on your teammates for them to come through without you or or you need to suck it up and deal with it. You guys have no freaking clue, as as do me neither, what these athletes go through to get to the position that they are in right now. And I wish that all of you who think who who think that negatively will get your heads out of your behinds and stop and think for a minute and put your put 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 yourself in Simone Biles' shoes. Put yourself in Michael Phelps' shoes. Put yourself in a Justin Gatlin's shoes or a Tyson Gay's shoes. Just stop and think for a minute. 
These Olympians are under significant amounts of pressure to represent their country and to come through every single chance that they get. And it could end in a heartbeat. I've seen I've seen track and field me personally. And this is just me. I've seen I've seen 100 meter hurdle races or 400 meter hurdle races where where a guy or a woman could be in the lead in the hurdles. They could they could stumble over a hurdle. And they're and they're and they're and their dream of winning the gold medal ends just like that. Four years of hard work goes right down the damn drain because of one because of one bad embarrassing moment. So all of y'all out there who are criticizing Simone Biles, y'all can kick rocks. Seriously. Y'all can kick rocks. Y'all can kick rocks and get your heads out of your asses because this this young woman did what was right for her and her teammates. And now she's and now that she's going to come back and be in the right frame of mind, I believe Simone Biles is going to do very, very well tonight. And that's my opinion on that. But next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Kawhi Leonard. In my opinion, I believe there's a very good chance that Kawhi Leonard could leave the Clippers. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed with the Clippers. Obviously, as we all know, he declined his $36 million player option for for the 2021-2022 season. And there was a report that came out that said that he could re-sign with the Clippers. But I don't believe that that's a guarantee. He He could mess around. And if the Clippers don't do right by him and they don't, you know, they don't, you know, take it carefully with him as far as his injury and things of that nature, that Kawhi could mess around and not trust the Clippers anymore. And he could end up leaving the Clippers like he did the Spurs. Now, do I believe he will leave? No, I don't believe he will leave. That's just my opinion. But he very, he very, very well could. He very, very well could. If this whole injury situation ends up, like it did with San Antonio, yes, he could very, very well leave. That's just my that's just my thought on that. I don't know where he would go, but I think there is a good chance that he leaves if he feels like during his rehab process that he does not trust that Clippers organization just like he did with the Spurs. But that's just but uh but that's just my thought on that. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's gonna be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. The year 2016. Why why do I bring up the year 2016? Because that is the year that Kevin Durant signed with the Golden State Warriors via free agency. That, That move just blew up the NBA, and it shocked a lot of us basketball fans. And as we all know, after Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors, the rest was history. Went to Went to the NBA Finals three straight years, won two championships. But... After that, after that mini mini dynasty that, that the Warriors went on, Kevin Durant in 2019 left the Warriors and signed with the Brooklyn Nets. But I give, but I, but I say, I say, I say this to you guys: What if, what if Kevin Durant had actually chosen to re-sign with Golden State? What if he had actually chosen to stay with the Warriors with Steph Clay and Draymond and he had never signed with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving? 
would, would if he if he if Kevin Durant would have chosen to stay with Golden State, which I think would have been a smarter move, but that's just me. Kevin, uh, Kevin's a grown man. He can make the he can make the decisions that he wants to make. But if he had chosen to stay with Golden State right now, would the Warriors still be the favorites in the Western Conference with Donovan Mitchell in Utah, with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Phoenix, with Luka and the Mavericks, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Lakers, with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the Clippers? Would the Warriors still be the favorites in the Western Conference if if Kevin Durant were still a Warrior right now? You never, ever know, ladies and gentlemen. That's why this is what if. Because, obviously, as we all know, Kevin Durant is never going back to the Warriors. That's why I'm throwing this scenario out to you guys. What if KD had chosen to stay with the Warriors? What if would the Warriors still be the favorite in the West? With how, with how good the Western Conference is now, with, K, with, with KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond still on the roster, had KD not left to go to Brooklyn, would the Warriors still be the favorites in the Western Conference? You never, ever know, ladies and gentlemen. That's why this is What If. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to do something before I go. This is the first time I'm, This is the first time ever that I'm going to do this on the show, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you guys a social media platform that you can follow me on. You can follow me on Instagram at quietsoul24, Q-U-I-E-T-S-O. UL24, lowercase Q U I E T, lowercase S O U L 24. You can follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter account. I deactivated my Facebook. I'm really not on Facebook like that. I, and I don't have a Snapchat. Okay. So there you go. You can follow me on Instagram, Quiet Soul 24. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. I really, really do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Continue to stay safe. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to just be smart. And I'm out. Peace.